Oh, baby. Yes, sir. Rob Reichel, 820, talk Packers. Mike Clemens, 930, talk Packers. Got football on the brain. NFL season starts tonight. God, that feels good to say. All right, Roddy. So Aaron Rodgers meeting uh, in front of his locker room or his locker yesterday with the media. Real quick, does it feel like NFL season is here and like football? Because we were talking about week zero. I was going to a Brewer game. It was still Brewer season because they were still kind of in it. Uh, There was only like half a dozen games for week zero. Then all of a sudden... It last week we were at Pooley's on Friday night. We were at the Red Zone Saturday for the tail uh, for the pregame. Badgers played. It was kind of the first full week one of college football. Do you feel like this is the official start of the NFL? I feel like it's going to hit me on Sunday when you're sitting there on the couch going, "What should I do today?" Oh yeah, NFL oh, football yeah. on all day. Do you have a? Is there like a? Is there like a certain song that you got to hear that makes you feel like it? No, I think it's just going to be I'm going to wake up on Sunday and probably a little bit of extra tired from the Badgers tailgate, and I'm going to say, oh, what should I do? Uh, and this, then go, does this oh, song do anything for you? It's a couch day. I have football on from noon to, what, 1030 at night? Yeah. Does this one do anything for you, this song? NFL disclaimer? Any of this? What about, uh, hmm, let's see here. What about this one? This one do anything for you? Does it do anything for you when it comes to football? I'm just thinking of like old NFL highlights now. See, what about, uh, how about this one right here? Does it do anything for you? I get the juices flowing a little bit? No? This one? See, a little different variation. So those, obviously that's CBS. Yeah. And then the one before just reminds me of old NFL highlights. Well, like uh, back when they used to... Smash each other across the middle. How about this one? Old NFL, like, face masks. How about this one? Does it do anything for you? Whoever makes these songs, hats off to you, dude. You are a juggernaut of music genius. Uh, let's see here. I'm just rifling through uh, CBS ones. Here's another one. Oh, baby. Yeah, give me that. Tell me a little Webby. Give me that right there. This one gets the juices flowing for me right here. Love it. This is the one that gets my rocks off. And this is five. Yep. This is a good one here. Yes, sir. Yes, this clearly this makes you think of Fox, and then all of a sudden it's mm. like going into like going. Aikman and Buck, or it's kicking it back to like the guys in the studio like Howie Long, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah. And then CBS is the exact same feeling, but for their broadcast yeah. team. What about and the, then the, the old time highlights? Though that's like the classic. What about this one? NBC Sunday Night in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got one more to run through here, and then Collinsworth slides in. How about this one? Monday Night Football. up the Fox intro, you bring up the CBS intro, you bring up the old NFL classic 
films. I love the, the intro. NFL classic films are the best. You bring up Sunday night. You bring up Monday night. We're, we've been talking, and, <laughs> and it's kicking off with Thursday night. Yeah. Does, did, I'm, not, I'm just trying to think. Off the top of my head, I can't even think of what the Thursday night music is. That's the, well, it's not NBC, so it'll be the NBC music, right? Um, let's see here. I think I already played it. Uh, NBC, Thursday night football. Here you go. This one. Thursday night football. I don't even think about it. I, 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 when I hear this, I think of like Sunday night. I don't think of Thursday night. The one's my favorite. I'll get the phones one second here. My favorite one of all time. How can you not get down with this one? Hank Williams Jr.? This is my favorite one. This gets the me fact going. That this got thrown in the trash for a time. Terrible. Worst thing they've ever done. Terrible. It, it rivals targeting in college football. Monday night football's coming on tonight. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready, Hank. For Thursday night. Are you ready? Uh, yes, Ben Kenny, I made it. I know what it is. says, tell Ebo he hasn't even played the Carrie Underwood Sunday night. That's the best one. No. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no that no. might be the best one to watch. No. I'm not, Clearly no. For, for reasons being it's Carrie Underwood. But the no. best one to hear, the one that gets you jacked up the most, <laughs> come on. Are you ready for some football? That one. It's it's Hanks. Who said Carrie Underwood? Bernsey? Bernsey. Get out of here, Bernsey. I mean, it's fine. Don't get me wrong. Carrie Underwood's hot. Like, this replaced Hank. Like, no. Fine. Yeah, we're not we're not TV guys. Yeah, like it's fine. Like, clearly, if I was going to watch one to be impressed by, it would be Carrie Underwood. Yeah. But we're radio guys. Yeah, we with theater of the mind, like you say, we got to play it so you listen to it. Like. It's Hank is the best. Do I want to look at Hank or Carrie Underwood? I'd rather look at Carrie Underwood. Do I want to hear Carrie Underwood or Hank Williams Jr.? I'd rather hear Hank Williams Jr. In some weird convoluted world, can Carrie Underwood have Hank Williams Jr.'s voice? And then I could have best of both worlds? No, no. Well, it's 2022, Rowdy. I think that's possible now. Line one, who's this? What's up, boys? Hey, Polly! I think you collectively gave every male listener and some females... Rocks! I could cut glass with these nipples right now. Hell yeah, dude! That's what I'm talking about. I got about. a, I got a rager too. Just a gonna, rager, I, dude! It's ready to bust through. Like it's crazy. Good thing it's small, but, uh, so it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> sorry. I mean, sorry, sorry. Again, again, you'd have to ask your old lady. But, oh, I set myself um, up for that one today. Yeah, you did it again. <laughs> um, but no, I was gonna say before you played the Hank, I was, I, that was the one I was waiting for, and then you played it, and I was like, okay, that's oh, it. Now, okay, Carrie Underwood sure. replaced Faith Hill. Faith Hill did it. Excuse me, sorry, Corey and Marshall. But, but but you remember way way back in the old days, it was still Hank Williams Jr. doing it, but they would always have like some. Intro that wasn't the music didn't, didn't just go straight into the music. Yeah, and yeah, it was always like to the ready? game that night. Are yeah, you ready? yeah, 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 yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, those that's that's the one. For those sure. were the that's days, the, my friend. Those were the days. 
Hell yeah. Uh, who plays tonight? Bill. <laughs> Bills and Rams. Bill. Ooh. Ooh. Rams host the Bills. Rams are going Thursday on night one. not the Stark. Week one of the NFL. I think the Rams are going 0-1. You want Bills Mafia? Yeah. I do like the Bills. Like if I don't really care for any other team besides the Packers, but AFC, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the Bills. It's like a bevy of information just welling up. Building and building and building. And when the levy breaks with our guy Rob Reichel of all of information, we got to get him on. Robbie! NFL's here, baby. How we feeling? Well, I think I'm as excited as you, my man. The, the, rain, the rain is over. The levy's going to break, buddy. It's, it's here, here, here it comes. Here it is. Now, before... Months, six straight months of Lord football, right? Oh, hell yeah. Before we get hell all into yeah. it, Robbie... First, I got to get this out in the uh, ether. It was a pleasure to see you on Saturday in the flesh at the red zone for our tailgate. Uh, I'm, I'm sad we didn't get to sip more suds, but it was good to see you. I know you had to go away to the game. And more shockingly, your wife wouldn't claim you, Rob. What the hell? Or I wouldn't claim her, right? One <laughs> yeah, of the yeah two. that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> How was the game for you, man? We had a good time seeing you at the red zone. How was the game for you? Well, you know, I, I told you guys, I think, last week that, uh, you know, I was about the last guy left on the Merck bandwagon. I might have, I might have a few more passengers with me this week. Hey, so, he looked good. Um, and Merck looked good when needed. You know, he, I, I thought he was terrific. Yeah, I mean, just the two incompletions, right? One with a drop. One he kind of forced into some traffic in the end zone. But, man, he was, he was sharp. I mean, accuracy, footwork, timing. Everything you want to see in the, in, the, in these quarterbacks, right? No bad decisions, not, not, no screw ups down by the goal line. Um, Evo, if he, you know, that, that reminded me of Illinois a couple of years ago. If, 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 he, if he even looks, you know, eighty percent of that moving forward, they're, they're going to win a heck of a lot of football games, Evo. So, Rob, not only did I think you picked some people up on the merch bandwagon, I think you've picked some people up uh, over the past couple of days over the no thank you Craig Council bandwagon. As a lot of fans <laughs> turning on Craigery Council over this road trip, two and five, uh, I think the most we laughed on air. What did you say? Ninety-one pitches for Brandon Woodruff. <laughs> What was it? What was the Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, I, I, yeah, I think my text to you was that, that that 91 pitches is what it should say on Craig Council's tombstone one day. <laughs> uh, that, the that, 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 that seems to be the breaking point, you know, for, for, for most of these, you know, professional athletes in the prime of their lives and, and you know, the, the most ridiculous shape they'll ever be in, right? Their arms can only handle 90 pitches. Uh, I know you're going off Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show, but he's a big proponent of pulling pitchers early, like with Craig Council. So you'll have to bring that nope. up to him sometime. Uh, Rob, uh, I did want to bring this up to you really quick. Craig Council did say after yesterday's game, a quote, <laughs> we're very much still in this thing. We have a trip like this. It doesn't feel good, but we're going to leave today, wake up tomorrow, and be right in the middle of this thing. That has to be our mindset. They are four games behind the Phillies and the Padres and nine and a half behind the Cardinals. Uh, Rob, that was a great Craig Council quote, but the quote that I like and I want to compare it to the Brewers season would be a, actually a David Bakhtiari quote. I'm living this nightmare. I'm just hoping to wake up. Yeah, no, that, that was, a, that was, well that was one of the best quotes ever out of the Packer locker room, right? When Bakhtiari said that a few weeks back, in, in just obviously in regards to his ACL injury. But, I, I, Evo, I think you put out there last night, you, just, you, you, want, you want this nightmare to be over. Please, you, God, you yes. Season, you just want the season to end. And, I, and honestly, it's, it's funny. I... I, I, when I was in Green Bay yesterday, I was talking to a couple of Milwaukee TV guys about this. And, and I said, you know, guys that have been around a long, long time. 
And I, I said, do you ever remember this much hostility and bitterness and just distaste for a, for a Brewer team is, is this 2022 season. And they said nothing, nothing in the 50 years, you know, of, of the franchise's history. A couple of these guys have been around, you know, since, since the eighties. And yeah, I mean, even they, you know, even some of those dog day years, you know, when they were 56 and 106, you just, you kind of had no expectations. What makes this one so dreadful, right? Is, is the expectations were high and, at the time when they, you know, had had a chance to go all in with their poker hand, they they, they almost folded their cards. So, Robbie, I had to delete th- tweets. Th- thankfully, bo- thankfully, boys, there's somebody else uh, that that's going to steal away the attention. It, it probably already has, and uh, certainly is going to do so starting Sunday afternoon. The Almighty Robbie, League, I had to shield. delete angry Brewer tweets, or I was asked to. Yeah, that's how bad it is. Yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you, my man. It, it, it is, it, it is the point that I've, I've never quite seen, you know, with, with these fans being this upset. And, and, and the bottom line too is right. I mean, they keep announcing it at 27,000 or whatever, but you, you look inside that place. And I've <laughs> talked to people, guys who offend there, there's eight, 10, 12,000 people in the, in the place. I mean, the the fans are going to do the talking with their wallets and, you know, good for them. It, it, it's about time they did that because this this, this owner continuing to go on the cheap and, and crying poor and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it, it's kind of worn thin. The fan base for 50 years has done everything they can uh, for that organization. They, they support the heck out of them. They, they come in droves. Where they've had years where they've had 3 million people. And uh, in a small city like Milwaukee, that that's remarkable. So, you know, good for the fans for staying away from this nonsense. All right, Rob, someone who will never turn their back on their fan base or their franchise would be the Green Bay Packers fandom. And this is something I feel like I've been saying my almost entire life because my entire life has been about Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. And you got a new article at it at Forbes.com. Uh, the headline is this, and I want you to you know kind of expound on it. For the Green Bay Packers, it's truly Super Bowl or bust. I feel like I've been saying this for years, Robbie. Well, you have, and you know, I think what makes this guys a little bit different this season is Aaron Rodgers undoubtedly could be looking at the last year of his his career. Um, where he is he is without question a year to year guy at this point, much like Favre was from cripes about two thousand one on. It felt like right <laughs> after they lost that playoff game to the Falcons and, and Michael Vick, and he started hinting at retirement. But you know what, what makes this different guys is I, I think, you know, if you, if you closely examine Aaron Rodgers contract and, and, and I won't bore the listeners with all the details, it, it, it's, it's really a year to year thing. Um, and, and it could certainly be, you know, a one year contract when, when it's all said and done, even though he signed the longer extension. Um, secondly, they've, they've changed philosophical approaches over there. Right, it's it's not going to be offense, offense, offense anymore. They're they're going to try to win games and rely on on a dominant defense, a really good running game, and and let Aaron Rodgers kind of pick his spots, almost like the Denver Broncos did late in John Elway's career, and it paid off big time for them, as everybody remembers. Ninety seven, ninety eight, they went back to back championships. Um, you know, Elway was. Uh, I, I don't want to say a, a game manager because he was far better than that, but they relied on Terrell Davis and, and an opportunistic defense that, that, that took the ball away a lot. And, um, you know, Green Bay is going to try a, a, a similar approach. At, at least that's our belief going into the season, guys. You know, they, they could get out there and Aaron Rodgers could throw it 50 times on Sunday, I guess, and, and, we, and we'd all be a little surprised. But, but, but my best guess going into this game in Minnesota, guys, is, you know, you're, you're going to see the – 
20 to 25 touches from Jones, another 18 to 20 from Dylan, and, and a defense that tries to win you the football game and Rodgers picking his spots in the pass game with the wideout. So, so Evo, they're taking a little bit of a different approach in terms of how they're trying to win football games. I think everybody over there knows, if, you know, time is running out on the, on this Rodgers era. If they're going to have massive contract extensions that they're going to possibly have to give to Rashawn Gary and Elton Jenkins that could goof with the salary cap, you know, so strike while the iron is hot. You look around the league guys, and, you know, Russell Wilson's out of the conference, and San Francisco, who beat Green Bay in the playoffs last year, is going to trot out a first-time quarterback. And, and Tom Brady's been a little bit AWOL there down in, down in Tampa Bay. And the NFC North is, is remarkably weak still. And Mike McCarthy's seat is insanely hot in Dallas. So, you know, really, guys, I mean, the, the door is wide open for Green Bay. I mean, I, I get it, Evo. It's been wide open for the last yeah. 12 years since they won so, the 45th Super Bowl. But, I mean, it's it really is kind of now or never for this group. So, Rob, with the Packers, and you were talking about Aaron Rodgers slinging around the field, what's up with Alan Lazard? I mean, he got stepped on last week, not practicing. And is Sammy Watkins, is he truly going to be the Packers' number one wide receiver if Rodgers is going to sling this ball around the field without Lazard? Well, I've said it all summer, Evo. They, they don't have a number one, right? I mean, they, they, they've been trying to tell you that, um, you know, Alan Lazard is the number one. That, that That's like me telling women, I you know, I, I look like Tom Cruise. I mean, it just, it, sorry, guys. It's well, I, just can not, see, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> guys both have dark hair. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey we, we, you know, we, we, you we do can all tell your own studies anything, too, right? Yeah. It, it, I think it, he's it, actually old to play they Anything they want to hear, right? It's, you guys are. Funny. Tom Cruise is too and, old to be Rob Reichel. Rob, Rob, you're still in. How old are you, Rob? If you don't mind me. Well, asking. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it on the air, but I'm definitely younger than than I was Cruise. Say, Cruise. Tommy Cruise is 60 years old. Yeah, no, he's got me by about a decade. Um, you're good, bro. So you're, you're very I, I, handsome. Yeah, but I, I, I still wish I looked like Cruise. And not as um, crazy. Well, some people say that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, boy, his, he could make movies. That 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 last that last one he put out, I'd see fifteen times. Hey, but uh, you, they, I, they call I, you the Tom Tom Cruise is the movies as you are to writing about the Packers, Rob. Thanks, man. That's <laughs> I got like you, I baby. said, you're 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 gonna give my eulogy one day, Evo. <laughs> Done. But uh, no, I I don't, I don't even know where I where I. Where what are we I talking about? Was it Sammy Watkins being the number one? Alan Lazard? Yeah, wh- yeah. I mean, again, there, there's no number one on that football team, guys. It's you know, it, it, it's going to be spread around. You know, I, I, I've got a pretty good hunch and a feeling that Tunyon's going to play. Um, you know, he, he could see six, eight, ten balls in the pass game if, if Lazard can't go. They've been unbelievably tight-lipped about Lazard. He didn't practice yesterday on, on Wednesday. They listed him on the, on the injury report as an ankle. Matt LaFleur, who had been incredibly quiet on this, you know, finally did say yesterday he got, you know, he got stepped on last week in practice. He's been with the rehab group guys since then. Um, he's a guy as a, as a veteran who's been around who, who isn't going to need a lot of practice time. I mean, if Evo, if he can go tomorrow on Friday, um, he, he's obviously good to go. And I would even say if they cleared him on Saturday, he's, he's good to go. But, um, you know, don't be shocked if on, you know, about, 4 p.m. on Saturday, you get a little a little email from the Packers that their latest transaction is they brought up Jawan Winfrey. Mm. Interesting. So, Rob, what about out of the backfield? I mean, Aaron Jones, when Devontae Adams went down for a couple games, four straight, uh, Aaron Jones went wild and absolutely crushed it. Could we be seeing then more? And, and LaFleur says he wants to go 50-50, you know, 50 pass, 50 rush. We'll see what actually happens. Aaron Jones, could he be set up for just a huge, you know, breakout start of the season? Or a season in general with no number one wide receiver? 
Yep, I've said it all summer, guys. I, I, I think he will lead the team in receptions. And, and I told anybody who plays fantasy football in a PPR league, grab Aaron Jones early. And it, he, he is going to be the number one target, I would think, on, on Sunday afternoon when, when they go up to Minnesota. Now, obviously, the Vikings are smart, and they'll, and they'll scheme, and they'll game plan, and, and they'll try to take him away as much as they can out of the pass game. But, but he's really clever, guys. I mean, you, you know, you, you, you saw this, you know, at, at various times. They, they, they do, and I, and I think the playoff game last year against the 49ers was one where, you know, he, he, he had the long reception um, in in that game, he he's a guy who if if you can get him one on one with a linebacker, he's he's going to win that matchup uh, the overwhelming majority of times. Um, you you may have to cover him with a slot guy or a safety in, instead of a linebacker um, if you truly do want to take him away. So no, I think he and Dylan will be featured quite a bit. You're going to see him on the field together a lot, and 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 as Green Bay tries to become a little more uh, mysterious, I guess in in terms of what they're going to do. Um, you know, when uh, a year ago, guys, if you saw Aaron Jones on the, on the field, um, there was a reasonable chance they were throwing the ball. If you saw Dylan, they were probably running the ball with Dylan. Um, they're going to try to be a a little more creative in, in their, in their, uh, you know, use of the personnel and their, uh, play calling with those two guys this year. So no, I, I I think it's going to be an offense that runs, you know, and kind of starts through and, uh, through the run game and, and they're, and they're going to lean heavily on those two guys. Um, you know, it's a wait and see on Lazard, but, but really Evo at the end of the day. And, and, and again, I, Alan Lazard, nice guy, but he, but he's a two or a three in most cities. <laughs> he's not a number one. Nice guy. Um, nice guy they, they don't have a number one, uh, you know, at least until one of these rookies emerges at some point in time, which probably won't be in 2022. Um, and, and they're just, they're, they're going to try to get by with, with what they have and, piecemeal some points together and win the game with with an outstanding defense, guys. So, Rob, before I ask you a question, you asked Matt LaFleur. Uh, I want to ask on this. Rob Reichel joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Reichel. What's up with David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins? we got two different kind of ACLs going on here. I mean, obviously, Bakhtiari, well-noted, living a nightmare he wants to wake up from. Elton Jenkins looks to be doing a lot better. What's going on with the status of the line for the Green Bay Packers, the offensive line? Great question, Yvonne. And, and sadly, as, as we talk, you know, 72 hours or whatever we're at before kickoff, I, we don't have a clear indicator. You may not have a clear indicator until they take the field and, you know, and, and, and you see who's lining up where, uh, you know, two o'clock on, on Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday afternoon, Evo. You, you think about it, though. I mean, Bakhtiari is now 20 months removed from, from his injury. I, I think there's a pretty good chance. He's going to be at left tackle come Sunday. Jenkins is the guy to me. They may baby, and, and they and, and I don't want to say baby. They'll they'll be they'll be far more cautious and and uh, take their time with it. It, it, it. He's only at nine nine and a half months, guys. Um, you know, it it, it would it, it would probably be smart to give him another four weeks if um, you know if if they're not a thousand percent sold on the fact that that he's ready to come back. I mean, you, you guys remember last year, right? They, they, they get routed in the opener, 38-3 uh, by the Saints down in Jacksonville. They roll off seven straight wins. I mean, uh, the, the start of the year, guys, it, it, it really isn't as nearly as important as, as what's going to happen come January and February. They, they need Elton Jenkins on the field in January. They need David Bakhtiari on the field in January. They need Robert Tunyon on the field in January. Um, even a guy like Kylan Hill, guys, you know, who's – who's going to be the third running back when he comes back and, and might give some, 
you know, might give some pop to the return game. They need him on the field in January. So I, you know, they're going to be cautious. I just, I, I think with Bakhtiari, Ebo, I mean, uh, uh, how much, how much more time can they give the guy, right? I mean, en- enough, enough's enough. You know, you're only at nine, nine and a half months with Jenkins. Um, it, again, it, it wouldn't shock me if he takes the field. He is one tough SOB. I'll tell you that. But, um, but my, my guess, Evo, if I had to throw a buck on it on, on each one, I think they'll see Tunyon on the field. I think you'll see Bakhtiari on the field. And I think they'll take their time a little bit more with Jenkins. I feel like from the comments that David Bakhtiari has said with, you know, the nightmare comments. And then I think he said, was it to Rob Domofsky the other day where he's like, yeah, I'll just have to tough through this season. I think I can tough through the season or something. It almost sounds like from what we've heard last year with it being fluid and having to get it drained, there's nothing structurally wrong with his knee. It's, it's the fluid and then fluid brings pain. So it's pain management. And I, if you continue to go on years and years down the road, if the fluid just doesn't go away, if you can't go through the pain anymore, it's literally you just kind of have a bum knee. Yeah, you, you're spot on with that, Nelly. You know, I, I don't want to guess on the guy's medical here on, on the radio. I, I think that's unfair, and, and they've been very cryptic and, and kept a lot of things close to the vest. But I think when you do connect the dots, a lot of what you just outlined there does make a lot of sense. Um, it, 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 if that's going to be the situation for David Bakhtiari, where it's a pain management thing, um, you, you do. I mean, I, I, I think he can return to, you know, 75, 80, maybe even 90% of his old form. You do wonder, can he ever be the same player that, that he once was now on the wrong side of 30 coming off three knee surgeries. I mean, this guy was trending toward a hall of fame career. Um, yeah. I, I'd be surprised guys if, if he gets back to that level, what you're going to have to ask internally, uh, you know, when, if you're the Packers is, I mean, you're paying him a King's ransom here guys over the next few years, you signed him to that huge contract right before he tore the knee, you know, can, can you, you let's just say guys, he falls from number one or two, whatever you wanted to put him at at left tackle to say 10 or 12 or 15 or whatever it is, you know, can you stomach that kind of financial hit at that position and pay David Bakhtiari, you know, $25 million or whatever the number is going to be moving forward, you know, to be a, you know, to be a slightly above average left tackle, especially if Jenkins guys comes back and he plays at a high level. He showed you last year, right. That in the eight games that he started at left tackle, that he can be a top 10 left tackle himself. And he's coming up on a contract, you know, as soon as we get to the end of this season. So it, 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 I mean, those are going to be fascinating storylines, guys, throughout the year, right? Can Bakhtiari return to form? Will, will Jenkins look like he once did? What do you do moving forward from from a financial situation? Because, you know, if, if you're not sold on both guys, can you pay Bakhtiari and Jenkins huge money? The odds are probably no. And then it comes down to, you know, do you let a younger guy like Jenkins walk or, or, do, you, or do you get out of the Bakhtiari contract and, and move on from him and pay Elton Jenkins? So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of fascinating storylines coming up on that offensive line. Guys. And I'm 100% with you. This is the year for Bakhtiari. If he can play through the pain, I think there's a future. I'm kind of with you. Maybe he's not quite as good, but if it continues to have to be drained, that's not yeah. good. Hey, Rob, uh, before I let you go, I need to get your score prediction for Sunday's game. But first, I think a question you had asked Matt LaFleur yesterday. I saw this tweet, and it made me think of a question you asked LaFleur. Here's the tweet I saw. Uh, the clitoris <laughs> has about 8,000 nerve endings. It has been long considered the most sensitive thing about the human body until it was surpassed by Zadaria Smith's ego. 
in 2021. <laughs> what is up with Zadaria Smith, and what is the question you had asked Matt LaFleur yesterday, Robbie? Well, if, if you guys saw the, the article <laughs> at golong.com, right, the, the Tyler Dunn story where, where Zadarius kind of, you know, went off on a rant about the Green Bay Packers. And, and he didn't absolutely kill him, guys, by any stretch of the imagination. The story was more he, how motivated he'll be for Sunday. But he did say after his back injury he was treated badly, quote-unquote treated badly, almost ignored in the building. Nobody, you know, nobody would ever stop and say, how you doing? Um, How's your back, see? Things, things like things like that, you know, that, that he was really treated like an outcast almost after the injury and stuff like that. So, no, I, I asked Matt LaFleur his take on, you know, Zadarius saying he was treated badly. And, and, and LaFleur, I, I think, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of his answer were, you know, he, he had a different – Matt had a different perspective on things, and he was just going to leave it at that. And Aaron Rodgers said something similar, guys, later in the day. He wasn't going to pour gas on a fire and, and, and give more bulletin board material. Um, you know, guys, there, there is certainly some, you know, belief inside the building um, over in Green Bay, you know, whether, you know, whether or not, um, you know, how much legitimacy there was to Zadarius missing as much time as he did and, and things like that, you know, so, so the, the you know, the, the Packers weren't a hundred percent sold either guys on, you know, what they got out of Zadarius Smith last year, much like, much like he left with negative feelings. I, I don't, I don't think anybody inside the Packer organization was all that sad to see him go. So when when you when you add all that together, you're you're going to get a very fired up Smith come come Sunday, guys. You're you're you know you're you're going to see a Packer team that's going to have to scheme and prepare to take him away because we we saw it here, guys. You know for for three seasons when when he does crank it up, he is one hell of a pass rusher. Now coming off a back injury, we'll you know we'll we'll see if he's the same guy come Sunday. But but if there's ever a game. You know he, he he's going to want to dominate. It's it, it's going to be you know starting Sunday at at three thirty, and he, he's going to want to put Aaron Rodgers on the turf as many times as possible. Rob, your prediction for Sunday: Packers, Vikings, U.S. Bank Stadium, Week One. What do you got? Well, you're not going to like it. Oh, I, but I, I knew I, it. I already I, knew it. I already knew what you were going to do. I already knew it. <laughs> I, I think I think yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be a lot closer than last year in that in that opener against the Saints. But but I, I I do think a fired up Minnesota team week one with a new coach. I think Green Bay is is going to be a little bit rusty, not playing their guys again through the course of the preseason. Here's the thing, Ebo. You know th- th- they're not that worried. I mean, obviously they want to go win the football game, but uh, like they showed last year, you lose the opener, you win the next seven. You know you're you're in perfect shape, and 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 I. You know, I, I, I'm going to go with Minnesota 23, Green Bay 20. I think it's going to take Green Bay a month, guys, to figure out mm. who they are exactly on, on offense. It, it's going to take a little while to, to get humming. I think Green Bay's defense is outstanding, but, but obviously Minnesota's got weapons all over the place, right, with, with Jefferson and Cook and Thielen and, um, you know, Cousins is reasonably accurate and things like that. So they, they, they can certainly hurt you. I, it, it's a tough opener. It's a tough environment, and when you – when you consider the fact, guys, Green Bay just didn't play its people, uh, you know, its frontline guys the majority of the summer. I, I, I think it's a tall task to go up there and, and try to win the game. So I'm, I'm going to go Minnesota 23-20, guys. Rob, 
Always a pleasure, even if you pick the Vikings to beat the Packers. Always a pleasure, though, Robbie. And we'll keep checking your workout. Forbes.com, Conley Media. And love the questions you're giving Matt LaFleur about the uh, little juicy tidbits here for the Packers. We love you, Robbie. And I'll have a – you're not coming down Saturday again for Badger season, are you? Badger game? No, I, 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 I think the following week I'll find you guys again. Nah, I'm going to be gone for a wedding that weekend. But, Robbie, All right, well, awesome extra beer for you on Saturday, okay? You're the best. All right, much All right, love, buddy. Thanks, Evo. Thanks, Nelly. There he is. Robbie. Uh, our players for the Milwaukee Brewers starting to throw in the towel. Eric Lauer. After- I think they've thrown in the towel. They threw in the towel a month ago. Uh, well, yeah, but Eric Lauer yesterday, he left the game with left arm tightness, saying, quote, his arm felt like jello. So Eric Lauer also wanted to uh, very vocal about what happened of the trading of Josh Hader. Didn't really care for it. And he said he didn't care for the message of David Stern saying he wants multiple bites of the apple. He's like, I want to eat the whole apple. Uh, Eric Lauer, after the game, he was what, two and two thirds, six hits, seven earned runs while striking out four. Uh, Brewers, tell me if you've heard this before, lose again Well, to the Rockies. If you look at what they've done since Craig Tember has started, they are currently two and five. Yep, two and five. Now they lost three out trip. of four to the to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and they lost two out of three to the Colorado Rockies. Now, the Rockies series, more specifically, because it was this week. You look at that, and game one, you you were down. Th- I think it was three nothing right away. Yeah, came back, got the win. That that was a good win for the Milwaukee Brewers. Losing game two. Is egregious. You were up six to one in the eighth inning. Terrible. Six to one in the eighth inning, and you found a way to lose. You blew it. Now, I told you at the beginning on, I think it was Monday morning, or no, no, Tuesday morning. Yeah, we were off Monday. Because we were off Monday, and I think we looked ahead for a second on like Friday. Yeah. But the Rockies, though they're not a good team, they're a team that plays well at home. They're like five, six games over 500 at home, which means they're god-awful on the road. Then on top of that, I'm not surprised that they lost on Wednesday. And the reason being is because if you look at into the numbers and if you do any type of like gambling or anything, you know that Colorado is good at home and you know that they hit significantly better against lefties. And you know that Eric Lauer used to pitch for the Padres, which is interdivision with the Rockies. (laughs) And now they've seen him both seasons with the Brewers. So there's a lot of familiarity. He's a left-hander and it's in Colorado. That's like the perfect mix for Colorado to have an opportunity to play well against them. So the fact that they lost that game doesn't surprise me. It's the game it's two. The thing that piss that should piss you off is that you blew a six to one game, a six to one lead in the second game. Where if you hold on to that one, you win the series two games out of three. You're not losing two out of three, and then they're actually pretty lucky being two and five you. in Craig Timber. They should be one and six. They got lucky to come back on Saturday or what was it? Um, no, it was Saturday on, night. Yeah, Saturday night. Where they came back and won. They were down six to four in the they eighth went inning eight to six. against the Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks actually had their good bullpen available, and the Brewers still found a way to win that game. But if you play that a hundred times, you're losing that more than you win. They're lucky to not be one and five. They've been brutal in September. You blew it. They stink. 
And now you still have a gauntlet still to run. You have to play two games today, against San Francisco. Giants today. Doubleheader. Three games at home against Cincinnati. And we know that they haven't been able to beat Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, or the Cubs in recent memory in the last two, three you months. Stink. They've struggled against them. But you, you're still running this gauntlet and you're already talking about how you can't pitch uh, Corbin Burns or you can't keep Woody out there. Heavens forbid Peralta hits 83 pitches. <laughs> but then at the same time you got to use your bullpen but um you don't want to use Devin Williams more than two or three times a week you don't want to use Boxberg more two three times a week and oh yeah by the way a lot of our lower leverage relievers that are are decent at the uh, serviceable at the minor league or the major league level they're injured and they've been injured quite a bit this year Mm -hmm. so now you're running out triple a arms or quadruple a arms at best But, hey, they still got time. They still have uh, yeah, just, Craig, uh, just sure. a little bit less than four weeks that, left uh, to play, even though don't don't look now, but you're nine and a half games back in the Central and four games back of both wild card yeah. spots. Hey, Craig Council said, quote, we're after losing yesterday, by the way, quote, we're very much still in this thing. We have a good trip like this. doesn't feel good, but we're going to leave today, wake up tomorrow, and be right in the middle of this thing. That has to be our mindset. What what are you in the middle of? You're in the middle of losing. You're in the middle of blowing it. You're in the middle of being com- just clowns. Well, after saying you're that, you're not in the middle of any playoff race. I'll tell you that. After saying that, after watching them play, after what they did in the deadline, the only thing he's in the middle of, he's knee deep in crap. I think he's in the middle of two butt cheeks because his head's up his ass. Like. Try and get through the rest Same of this Adonazio week. And Stearns. They have a they have a day off on Monday, the twelfth. They actually have two days off that week, and then the rest of the season is very manageable as they have you know another day off a week after that. But you still have to go through this stretch where you're two and five in September, and you play five games in four days here against teams that you've struggled against, and they're not good teams. They're not good teams. No. It's over. Drape them in the white flag and just, oh, I almost said the F word, and just surrender. Just, can the season just end? Can we just be over it? I, I actually feel good about this. No Brewers in the playoffs. We're focusing on the Badgers and the Packers. Badgers, and the reason being the is basketball coming soon. I don't have to see Craig Council. I don't have to see David Stearns. I don't have to see Mark Antanasio sit there and say, well, guess what? We've made it to the playoffs again. No, you didn't, losers. You you sold and you lost. You still didn't make it. You thought you that you could go even room. cheaper and that you could uh, still find a way to add to the future. You don't really sound future. happy, though, Rowdy. I'll tell and you, uh, you thought you could still do this and still sneak into the playoffs since they expanded it. And you didn't, you losers. Honestly, fire yourself. <laughs> Take two weeks off, then Retire. quit. Retire. Sell the team. <laughs> It used to be pucks for bucks. We got to figure out some vernacular for, you know, pucks for, obviously not bucks. Bucks are winners. They win a championship. We'll figure it out. The bucks will probably go back to being the uh, bucks that we knew and lo- we knew and loved most of our, uh, well, be honest. most of our life once Giannis retires. I mean, it's very well. Or leaves. Very well could. All right. Uh, we'll leaving just for a commercial oh, break. Yeah. Brewers are right. Our guy. Mike Clemens talk some Green Bay Packers. There's a little Brewers thing. Just band it off, rip it off, and move on. They'll probably lose again today. A doubleheader. Well, you said they'd probably win the doubleheader today, Rowdy. 
Yeah, they, of course. Just they to will. dangle the carrot. Yeah, they'll have Burns and, and dangle Peralta the carrot go. A bit. They'll have uh, Boxberger and Williams available. They'll win both games today, and then they'll have the three turds that still follow them. We'll say, hey, we're right in it. Craig's a, Craig is a uh, Nostradamus. He, he knows he's a Craigery Damus. No, it's Pete from Monona. Pete from Monona. Hey, Pete from Monona. What's up, my man? Well, I. I, I, I call to poke a stick at Rowdy. Please. You know, I hope he can he can hear me. But uh, uh, Rowdy, your, your headphones I, on? You can hear Pete, right? Uh, loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, R- Rowdy, the the way that you're talking about the Brewers, you know, you're done with them, and you know, you're uh, at least for this year, and and they suck and they're bad. I mean, really, you you, you sound like. A, a guy who who fell in love with a girl in in sixth grade when you both reached puberty and you waited for two years to finally ask her out and went to the junior prom and you had a wonderful time and you thought that you know it was going to lead to marriage and then she tells you at the end of the evening well i like you nelson but we'll just be friends i mean you're still you know you're going to say oh Okay, and then you're gonna go back to your friends, and you're gonna say, "What a witch!" You know, I can't stand her. But you know, you're in love with her, and you know that you know that uh, if you get another chance, maybe sophomore prom, you'll ask her out again because you hope things will change. It's the way we both are with the Brewers. We'll be back there next year. I'm gonna go next week and and watch. Uh, oh, so Peter, uh, you're, the same, you're the same as Rowdy then? Like you're, you're mad? Yeah, I am. Bad. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, yes. Uh, literally. Anyway, Aaron, you know, I'm going to be there next week hoping to watch Aaron Judge break uh, the uh, Babe Ruth home run record. Yeah, you know, and I'll be, and I've already decided which games I'm going to see next see, year. You know, you're a glutton for punishment, Pete. Pete, I've not right. watched a game since I was in person for the the Cubs series, and before that, it was the series before. I don't plan on watching a game in a. Uh, unless they make the place uh, the playoffs, which I do not see happening, so I, I'm I'm not checking in on the Brewers at all until next year. Pete, um, there's a there's sorry. a great song from the musical Hamilton that uh, 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 King George sings. You'll be back. Wait and see. Just remember, you belong to me. Hey, Pete, you're You'll a big, be back. You're a big movie buff. I actually found a, a quote that really fits Rowdy and the Milwaukee Brewers organization. I see if you can pick it out. I'm gonna play it for you really quick. Ten seconds. Okay. You have no idea how bad it gets. I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> Did you hear that, Pete? <laughs> yeah, but I can't quit you. Oh, I broke back mountain. Yeah, that's the one. That's the yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't quit you. Until we find, yeah. until we find the hot chick at the ball that's uh, ready to go, and that's the, that's my Braves. Uh, okay. Then we forget well, about them. In, anyway, the, you know, the, I mean, the disappointing thing about the Brewers is they're always looking to the future, so you can't pitch the guys more than five innings oh. in April, so that they can pitch. Six innings in September. Now that if you're saving them in April, you're, you're saving them to use them in in September when the games mean a whole lot. That's that that that's really infuriating. Anyway, go to your gambling. So so well, Pete, we're gonna do it after the sports update. To play devil's advocate, I'd I'd agree they're always looking to the future, but I would also argue that they always are looking in the past, aka 1982. Why why aren't we ever in the present? <laughs> 
I think that I think that the fans are looking at. Well, I mean, wait a minute. You know, the people that are looking back to 1982 are really old codgers like me. You guys, you know, they, they are. Hey, Pete, awesome I mean, that, segment. That's a, yeah, no, actually, I mean, it was like when, uh, well, I grew up in Chicago, and, you know, the, when the Cubs last won their parent in 45, and I was 15 years old, you know, I didn't know anything about the Cubs back then. Yeah. I mean, you know, this, this, so, gosh, that's been 40 years. Pete. Who, who's been around that long? Ah, dinosaurs. Pete, we're all in the nursing, nursing home. Very excited, man, and can't wait. Uh, been preparing for this time to come for a while now, so it's finally here, and I'm ready. Any extra incentive or anything along those lines? Or? Nah, because they did. Ready they for did it. let you go, you know. They did. They did, and I came to the other side. But you know, at the end of the day, it's a game, love, and I just can't wait to go against my old team. Have you been exchanging texts with any of your former teammates at all, or you've been telling them, "Watch out, I'm coming for you"? Anything like that? <laughs> you trying to get a story? Is his ego soft? Has he been disrespected while he's with the Packers dealing with a back injury? Or is the story a little different? Let's go to our guy, Mike Clemens. Good morning, Mike. How are we doing today? Is Darius Smith a little little butthurt a little bit, Mike? Yeah, and, you know, when you went through last season and you got to see Rashawn Gary get those extra snaps, and then they got, you know, Whitney Merciless uh, when he got suddenly released by the Texans and God, he is such a good guy, and I felt so bad when he got that torn bicep because he could have been a difference maker, perhaps, for Green Bay, you know, toward the end of the season and one of the guys in the postseason. But, you know, I thought that, you know, Darius in his back was kind of an underreported story. I mean, every week it's Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari. Then, of course, these guys play the Vikings on that turf in the loud, loud. I got to remember. Note to self: Bring earplugs. It's it's stupid loud in there, and I mean by the third quarter, it's like get me out of here. Um, and they lose that game on a walk off field goal, but you you also lost Elton Jenkins. I mean that was a huge loss in November twenty second or so. So I just thought the Zadarius story all along because he came in three years ago and Aaron Rodgers is saying this is a whole new leader. He's he's such a big guy coming off the bus. And then he has this big barbecue for everybody in the organization that he funded for coaches, players, wives, kids, whatever. And Aaron, you know, three years ago was LaFleur's first year in. It's like, yeah, this is a new attitude. This is really great uh, to, to now just be this guy that's, you know, kind of cast away. So I asked Goodkins, and I, I was surprised nobody else did this. We're standing there talking to Brian, the GM, off to the side in a back room at the Combine. And this is a couple of weeks before free agency. And it's just sort of crickets about what they're doing, a linebacker. And I, so I said to Brian, should Zadarius Smith have opted for that back surgery maybe earlier in the year? Because you, you got the sense that there was some sort of tension about his situation. And what are the chances that Zadarius is going to be back, you know, when free agency starts? Yeah, I mean, you can't predict injuries, and and um, you know, so like, I, you know, I don't really think there's anything we could have done differently. But uh, it was it was tough. It would have been nice to have him out there the whole the whole time because uh, our defense was playing at a very high level. But uh, what what Zedarius can bring, um, you know, is, is is certainly something we missed at times. You know, I'm really proud of Rashawn and Jonathan Garvin and Preston and those guys the way they picked up the slack. But uh, Zedarius is a really really good player. But um, uh, as we move forward, we'll kind of work through that. What an interesting story, Mike. Because you know Zedarius Smith talking about how he felt disrespected. No one asked him how his back was and this and that. I, 
Is that the case? Like, I, I feel like, isn't Dr. McKenzie, didn't he just win a bunch of awards as well throughout the years for the Packers being one of the best at what he does for the NFL? Like, what this story just seems strange to me. Yeah, and as it turns out, you know, so Tyler Dunn is this great reporter. People think that he's, you know, out to get the Packers. Tyler worked alongside his, us here for five years, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and did an excellent job. He's in, I'm telling you, you know, Tyler digs and goes after it. Particularly, you know, you know how you get stories, Ebo, is you talk to former employees. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not current employees. You get to former employees. And I knew that Tyler was uh, with the Vikings like around in May or June because the Vikings were like, uh, oh, yeah, come on in, Tyler Dunn, because they know what's going on. They smell what the rock is cooking there. You know, he wants to, he wants to talk to Zadarius Smith. He wants to talk to Shannon Sullivan. He wants to talk to former disgruntled Packer guys to say, well, how come Green Bay moved on from you? And so there was there, you know, I, I told this to, to Bill Michaels from the combine. I said, you know, it ain't good when they say, uh, Hey, you know, you can't be in this week to do the show. Uh, you, you know, gee, what are we going to do without you? And then your boss starts listing three or four guys that could easily fill in for your yeah. show. Like he just did that. Hey, we got Rashawn Gary. We got Preston. We got Jonathan Garvin. You know, yeah. that, that right away there, it's like, yeah, who's Zadarius Smith, who, $15 million, that bulging disc in his back, <laughs> not interested, not interested. So Bill gets Tyler Dunn on the phone when this story breaks yesterday, and, and you know, some people are saying, well, why did he sit on it? Because it's week one, right. because this is when there's juice in the air, because this is when Zadarius probably wants it to come out. Zadarius doesn't want to come out during camp and be a distraction. But the week of, yeah, let's play this card now. I'm not happy the way that last year went with Green Bay. I think that they treated me badly. My doctors, I, my agent said, go talk to this doctor that did the same thing to, to Rob Gronkowski and extended his career out in L.A. So uh, Tyler Dunn was on Bill's show yesterday on the statewide. Zedaria Smith, give me the veracity which which he feels, say, the revenge factor for the Green Bay Packers. He wasn't upset about contract stuff. He's told me that, he, that that wasn't the source of his frustration, his anger, that it was the Packers wanting him to play. You know, they told him, yeah, well, we're going to shave this down, and he made that decision to do it. It sounds like the team wasn't happy with it. And let's not forget, I mean, he did play. He came back in the playoffs. Yeah, what he played, what, 18 snaps in the playoffs, Mike? And then off he sat again? This is yeah, so many wrinkles to the story. Yeah, I got that one sack, you know, early in the game and all that. But um, it, it's interesting that the Packers said, hey, you know, we think if you just let this thing set for and, and go with our trainers, yeah. you know, and do what they can do, that you can uh, skip the surgery and be able to get through the season. And then you can go have your, you know, your back surgery in the off season. So, and in the meantime, you know, Obviously, now the head coach, you know, that you've got this uh, former, Darius Smith was a team captain in Green Bay. So you've got this former team captain now saying, those guys kicked me to the curb. They were ignoring me in the hallway. They treated me badly last year. And Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers were asked about this yesterday after practice. Again, I, I respect the crap out of uh, Z as a player. He, he busted his butt, did a lot of great things. Uh, I think we may have a different perspective of, how things transpired. So I'll just leave it at that. If Z does get to you, do you expect a little extra trash talk from him or not when he uh, when he's on the ground with you? No. We'll see. <laughs> Aaron, what do you 
what is your response to that, that he said he was treated badly here last year? I mean, what do you remember from that situation? <laughs> I, w- I was made aware of that, and uh, I don't want to add any fuel to the fire. I'll just uh, echo exactly what Matt said. Look at Rogers being a company man right there, going along the lines of Matt LaFleur. Did they try to get their stories straight together, Mike? No question about it. No question about it, you know. I mean, and that's also what the PR staff does here at this team as well. Like, you know, here's what you're going to be asked. You know, here's what you probably want to say. But, uh, no, Aaron Aaron has got Matt LaFleur's back 100%. As a matter of fact, there was a columnist from the Wisconsin State Journal that said yesterday, hey, you know, your relationship with Matt, you know, continues to grow. And, you know, you had your ups and downs with Mike McCarthy. And Rogers goes, I what? With Mike McCarthy? Who said that? Oh, okay, so you're saying that. All right, fine. Go ahead. Yeah, what he say? You're, you're talking like it's fact, I think is what he said to the reporter. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I chuckled at that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's He did get a little testy revi- over Big Mike. He did get a little testy. Yeah, I don't know if that was revisionist or, or the fact that Aaron just said, you know, hey, Mike and I never had that bad a relationship. Mike got cut because... Things got stale. You know, the rest of the operation got stale. There's other deciding factors as to why McCarthy, why they moved on from Mike McCarthy in terms of offensive and scheme and blah, blah, blah. So I asked Aaron this. <clears throat> I mean, look, here we go. This is now the guy's 15th season. Remember when he came in, he was going up against the Bears and Brian Urlacher and Lovey Smith? Doesn't that just seem like lifetimes ago? Yeah, and Brian right? Urlacher didn't have hair at the time either. Now he has hair. <laughs> Every billboard you pass in Chicago <laughs> reminds you of that. In fact, so, on this day in history, like 2008, Aaron Rodgers made his debut against the Vikings with a win. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. But then he lost his tackles and he was under siege and he yeah. ended up going 6-10 and 10 that year, I think. Mm. So, you know, you, you think of all the churning, all the turnover that they've gone through um, in between the Lions, the Bears, and now this Vikings team – you know, Mike Zimmer tried to go after him for eight years, uh, you know, got a couple of division uh, wins, but, uh, you know, could never get to the next level, didn't have the quarterback at the right time. And now here the Vikings have retooled with this uh, Kevin O'Connell, 37 years old, a guy that, you know, had worked for McVeigh, a guy that was, you know, having wedding cake with uh, Matt LaFleur at McVeigh's wedding earlier this year. And I said, I said to Aaron, I said, you know, these teams are constantly retooling to not only beat, you know, your team, to beat you. They're trying to beat you. And this year, this team has got a new head coach. They got Ed Donatel, former Packers defense coordinator, as their new defensive coordinator. They got Mike Pettin as the assistant head coach. They got Mike Smith, a highly regarded, I mean, Rashawn Gary broke into tears talking about how much Mike Smith has met to him as an outside linebackers coach. Not to mention Zadarius Smith, Shannon Sullivan on the other side of the ball. Um, you know, what do you think about this? Well, it's those guys, and then it's the other guys on the other side of the ball that they got too. They got some, they got some talent on both sides of the ball, and they've been, uh, you know, the uh, second best team in the division. It feels like the last couple of years. Everybody's trying to knock us off. I remember we played them at home, and in, in I think it was eighteen and. Uh, early in the season, and Everson was talking about, uh, you know, we're the kings of the north now. Uh, neither of us, I think, that year were the kings of the north. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's always a battle. You know, it's the history of the rivalry with Chicago, and I think it's the kind of the border animosity 
between the people of Minnesota and Wisconsin that adds some fuel to this rivalry. I love a snarky Rodgers kind of poking, you know, the other Bears and the Vikings and I guess to a lesser extent the Lions and the NFC North. And he's totally right. The fans totally butt heads. We have so many Vikings fans and Bears fans that just go scream at us, Mike, uh, over these rivalry games. I love it all. I'm so glad football's back. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It's great. It's just going to make Sunday 325 crazy up there inside U.S. Bank. So we talk a lot about Zadarius. Daniil Hunter's, you know, back now. He's very fast. Those are on the edges. And, you know, Eric Kendricks, this guy's a great linebacker. He's been there now, well, through the entire Zimmer regime. And now he is ready to unveil this new 3-4 defense under their new defensive coordinator, 65-year-old Ed Donatel. Hey, you know, you know, we're excited to just put it on display. You know, obviously, um, we can only do so much talking at this point of the year. I'm beyond blessed that this, you know I mentioned my eighth season. I get to showcase my abilities here again, and I'm looking forward to you know being top dog. Let's go. Speaking of talking, do you say much to Rogers during the game, or do you just kind of not engage? I'm kind of like in a in a. I get to the games and I kind of like you know I want to say I black out a little bit. So you know maybe I do talk to him, maybe I don't. You know, see, it's a different Eric out there. Man. It's like uh, Frank the Tank in old school, and he's got a debate. He just blacks out, and he just goes in a good way. Uh, let's hope yeah. the case that uh, Aaron Rodgers is able to, you know, blank these guys out, though. Not black out, blank them out for, uh, you know, just scoring tutties all over him, Mike. So now, now we're talking about the offense, you know, and you've got um, a guy, you know, a new head coach that Kirk Cousins has got to be loving after the last couple of years under Mike Zimmer. And, you know, when he's got weapons like, you know, Delvin Cook in the backfield, who's single-handedly beat the Packers at Lambeau Field one time. And, you know, all this talk about Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. I don't know. He also got 169 targets by the best thrower of the football in the league last year. You know, I mean, Jamar Chase is pretty darn good with Joe Burrow down there in Cincinnati. And that Cooper Cup, man, you know, he, he's, that's a great asset to have, the way that guy digs and finds ways to get open and how smart he is. And so, but, you know, Cousins, he's got this Justin Jefferson, you know, and Adam Thielen. Yeah. And Jefferson, you know, this guy is fast and smart, and we met him at the Super Bowl on Bill's show. Great. So now people are saying, hey, wait a minute, maybe Kirk Cousins, according to the NFL Network and that Good Morning Football, they're predicting maybe it's Kirk Cousins who could be, the new NFL MVP this season. I, you know, it's it's about the Vikings as a team uh, being in a good place, and I think they're saying if they're saying that they're saying that because they're excited about you know Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter because uh, uh, I know that for me um, you know team is how I'm able to have success at the quarterback position, and um, I think it's. Uh, also good content on a Wednesday morning <laughs> when they're trying to fill a segment. So I think it's, a, you know, it's the farthest thing from our minds, uh, the Green Bay Packers, and finding a way to beat them is really all that we're focused on. If Kirk Cousins is the NFL's MVP, Mike. Mike, I'm just glad that the Minnesota PR team got I'll to be a Vikings uh, Kirk fan. Cousins before he did that interview because I think if they would have asked him that, he would have been very confused why his name was uh, in the same discussion as MVP. <laughs> There's, there's actually some guy standing behind the reporters with cue cards, and Kirk just reads those with the answers. <laughs> a different kind of robo-QB. Mike, uh, good stuff. Uh, what, tonight, what are you doing for the first game? Are you, are you going to work on the ass groove on the recliner? Like, what's Mike Clemens doing tonight for the first game of the season? Oh, wow. You know, honest to God, I've, I've got so much stuff going on. We're, we're going to talk to coordinators this afternoon here. Yeah, got a lot of and, emails to rifle off. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> some audio, some audio clips. You're a man. Yeah. You're a man possessed on that. Yeah, I'm sorry if I've broken no, your email. No, not account. at all, Mike. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like the commitment to breaking down the audio and all the knowledge you bring is absolutely incredible. That's why you're the best at what you do. Yeah, no, I just it's it's a great opportunity now. Sometimes we get this a couple times a month, and we need to sort of catch up on what happened after the 53 roster. But no, obviously, I'll have the game on in the background, and there's just a you know. There's a whole great section. Um, dig up P- Peter King and his stories on the NFL scheduling, and how, like for last year, they you know they put all these games out. It said was it 240 games or something like yes. that, and they said, um, okay, the number one game is uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and he returns to New England to take on the Patriots. Okay, so we're, which Sunday night are we going to put that on? Okay, <laughs> and then after that, the next five games are. Packers, Packers, Packers. Yeah, and and they didn't know until you know May eighth uh, whether or not they decided. Yeah, it looks like Rodgers is coming back, but they even put some of those Packer games early in the year because um, they thought, hey, you know, if the Packers are still viable, people will tune in to see how good or how bad Jordan Love is. But uh, the scheduling is is really, I. Some teams, you know, they uh, complain about it, but they they work really hard, so you don't have three road games sure. in a row, that type of thing. But you know, matchups like um, Russell Wilson going into Seattle this weekend, week yeah. one. Oh yeah, that's going to be fun, big time. Mike, always fun and always a pleasure with you on. Love the content, and oh, I can't wait to talk again uh, after the game. You know, concludes Sunday. Do you have a prediction at all? I, I know you get reporters don't do much. Packers win, Vikings win, or you just hope we all make friends along the way. Is Mike Clemson? Uh, you know what? I I, I kind of like the Vikings in this one right now. Yeah, Rob yeah, Reichel said I, the same too. That Alan Lazard thing right now. I watched him run into the forty yesterday. He's got an ankle injury. That's not good. It's not good. Yeah, Mike, always good with you, brother. We'll uh, talk again next week. All right, my man. Thank you, you both. I see you, buddy. There he is, Mike Clemens. 